Good evening and welcome to another episode on our podcast, Spinning Together. Uh, tonight we're going to be talking to David Tatenda Tswamono, the founder of Fairbridge Park. Uh, and he will tell us a bit about his leadership journey, how he got to where he is today. And hopefully you can get to learn something from this conversation. So let's just uh, have David introduce himself. Good evening, David. Introduce yourself. Hi, 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 Victoria. Um, hi, everyone. I'm David. Um, I am uh, originally from Zimbabwe, and now I um, work in the business of investing and partnering with um, entrepreneurs that have um, high promise and high conviction um, in addressing certain um, matters that. Um, affect underserved consumers uh, in our society today. Thank you so much, David. And can you tell us a bit about your leadership journey? Um, tell us about the different moments that got you to where you are. Yeah, I think the, um, um, you know, I'm taking a step back just to try to, to bring it all together here. Um, I, I think having a, a certain goal um, in terms of what is your purpose for life and and trying to build certain blocks of knowledge and experience um, and the tools um, is kind of what I focused on. So I think from an early age, I learned that I wanted to um, bring together people and capital to solve important matters. I just didn't know how, what form that will take. So I think over the years, it's just been um, a journey of taking the right classes, um, maybe reading uh, the right material and trying to to be in the right places uh, to get the right preparation. I would say if there's one thing that stands out is always um, finding people that can help you to articulate um, and to prepare for what you want to do. So I think in my life I've had a lot of, uh, uh, you, you may call them mentors or you may call them um, guides um, that are people that I share what I'm trying to do and then they give me some profound guidance, help, direction, introduction um, to just get closer to these ideas having a certain uh, form. Thank you so much, David. You definitely point to some things that are very important. I especially like when you say being at the right place at the right time and also how you recognize how other people played a role in your leadership journey. I will definitely go back and revisit some of the things that you have said. Uh, But again, I did want to ask you, what would you say have been the major challenges in your journey? Um, on a very simple scale, it's resources and perhaps confidence. Um, and I'll kind of divide, I'll go uh, a little bit further um, to uh, explain. So resources, are, in most cases, to do something that matters, you need certain inputs. So in my business, you need capital. Um, and you need um, 
people to work with you. You need capital to invest in companies. You need people to work with you. Um, and you need access and exposure to to great companies that you invest in. So you have to build a platform that um, allows you to execute the work. And finding resources like capital is just something that I think most people never have to do because most people work in jobs. Um, so going out there and learning to be a salesperson and learning to portray the vision um, and to paint that vision and to get buy-in from other people is is a is kind of is a challenging. I think also um, being a, an upstart organization, it's hard to find resources. There's a chicken and egg there. I think people want you to have um, done something for them to be a part of the vision, but you want some resources to get the vision started. Um, so, so let's park the resources discussion. And now let's talk about um, um, the second thing that I said, which was uh, um, just, um, did I say confidence? I think I did. Yeah, you do say confidence. Um, yeah, so I think confidence is just comes from most of leadership is like a seed, is, a, is, is vision that has no form is again kind of going back to the to the form uh idea so when you are holding something and you're trying to achieve something that in 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 your head is maybe big uh but it's not there like you know physically sometimes you go through periods of just self-doubt um and you're wondering you know how am i going to be able to get it to that level um and i think kind of sticking to it and as you see it get form is not as easy as it has been made to sound in some of the stories that we see on TV or some of the narratives that we read in the books so it's, it's incredibly difficult to want to aspire to be a leader of something big when you're in the trenches and your vision is just uh, limited by executing the next thing um, uh, and maybe it hasn't yet gotten the, the the form that you think it should be. It can be incredibly frustrating, um, or discouraging, or dis- or even you know depressing. Um, so the ability to to show up in those trenches is is uh, is important, but incredibly challenging. Uh, thank you so much, David. Uh, what I think I hear you say is that. Sometimes there is a difference between what things appear to be and what they actually are. And, and I like that you point out to, you know, some of us when we're thinking about leadership and when we're thinking about assuming certain roles and responsibilities, we definitely look at books, we look at other people's narratives so that we're able to see what path they have traveled. So we're able to kind of not reinvent the wheel. But like you rightfully said, sometimes things are not as simple as they appear to be. So thank you so much for pointing that out. Uh, what would you consider um, as um, you know the qualities that somebody needs to be a leader? I know you mentioned confidence is one of the things that you found as a challenge. Would you say over the years you have managed to develop that confidence? And would you say confidence is a key determinant Determinant for somebody to be successful in a leadership role. Yeah, I think I want to kind of maybe I use the wrong word. Um, I think courage is a is a is a better word. Um, 
than than confidence. Um, courage requires you to be confident because for you to 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 take on something, you have to be confident. You're going to be. Uh, I think confidence is an expression is is a physical expression of courage. But um, yeah, I mean, I think the trait or the characteristics of success. I think first of all, you you have to have a certain authentic authenticity to what you're trying to do. Um, so learning to uh, find authenticity and learning to uh, really unpack and understand what drives you, what you want to do, who you are, um, is incredibly important to be a leader uh, because I think that leadership just comes out of um, certain things that are inside of you and how you're able to bring them out and to articulate them. Um, and then uh, secondly, I just think resilience um, is also an important trait because I think most of the birth of anything that is good or the, the, the uh, capability to develop into a good leader requires resilience and sort of a certain, um, that family of traits, uh, resilience, persistence, perseverance, uh, a certain grit. And then I think uh, the third is just curiosity, um, is just adaptability and ability to uh, understand, to be curious enough to change, to learn, to grow, and maybe, uh, for lack of a better word, um, kind of be shifty, always be moving and, and, and changing. So those are like the three traits. And I think confidence is a, a sub, um, sub trait of, of these broad um, traits that I find to be more uh, the primary ingredient. Thank you so much, David, uh, for that uh, very concise and very powerful uh, you know, overview of what you understand leadership qualities to be. Uh, I heard you mention something about grit, and well, I guess we can revisit that at some point. But something that I wanted to ask, I think you mentioned these amazing qualities that you say somebody who assumes a role of leadership and who can be successful as a leader should have or would be important to have. And I wanted to ask you a bit about your background and your upbringing, because there is the statement, you know, I think I've heard people say, some are born great and others achieve greatness and others have greatness thrust upon them. Do you believe that your upbringing and let's say uh, the environment that you grew up in shaped your ability to develop those qualities or would you say those are things that develop over time or those are things that people are sometimes born with? Um, I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm not in any way a, a biologist or any of that. But I think that, um, I think people have certain innate personality traits or character traits, I don't know what you want to call those, that put them in uh, in a certain predisposition of, no, of knowing certain things quickly. So uh, some people are just naturally curious um, and they like to read or learn. Some people like to be outside and be active. Um, I think ultimately uh, leadership is coming from a certain 
conviction of of something and then bringing all your capabilities your skills your to to bear in in that in in execution of something that you believe so i think that i don't know that leaders are necessarily born or those traits are necessarily um inherent but i think there are certain personality traits or ways that you as a person interact that you bring to the table that when those are applied to something that you want to bring to to life or something you want to take leadership on you can then present a very unique um perspective so like i think grit doesn't necessarily mean right like somebody can have grit because they have the capability to run long distance and they can like um uh endure pain somebody can uh demonstrate grit from just the capability of just sheer brain power and like the ability to solve uh difficult problems so i think the, the trade itself is an output of certain um traits that i think are just normally distributed around people i think the most important thing is an ability to really articulate what you want to do and to find in you a, a certain desire to um be a part of something and then once you have that some of these traits i think you can when they are required you can find it within maybe your experience within what you're learning within what you're exposed to to express them in your own unique way um and i'm going to probably touch on something that might be sensitive but something that i thought that i you know i wanted to at least get a sense uh, from you in a gay you don't have to respond to this person if you're not comfortable but do you think that uh, i mean considering that you're a black man do you think that leadership or you know assuming the role of a leader or taking on such a, a huge a challenge of venturing out into the world and trying to create something do you find it difficult do you think it's more difficult for somebody who who is of color like a, a black man or do you think that it's just the same whether it's a black man or a white man a black woman or a white woman or you know all the different groups of individuals that are across the spectrum do you find that the challenges that people face are different or similar yeah i mean it's not a sensitive question at all really i think um i think every system has a certain norm has a certain um stereotype and that stereotype uh within that group is normally what gets accepted right so there is a in a, a distribution um i work in the asset management business and typical asset manager is just a white guy that is living in the suburb and um has like a couple kids and and a wife and uh maybe goes to church right and 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 so there's that familiarity in in the space and there's that comfort uh of hey this person looks like me and so maybe they're they're good and and that i call it a stereotype because that is what maybe in the in the subconscious is uh if back to in making decisions on who receives capital 
who gets to advance in, in some of the, when I was talking about resources before. Um, so based on that, just because I am I am kind of a different person with a different background, with an accent and all those things, maybe there is a certain barrier to overcome more than somebody who already looks the part and uh, represents what an industry has looked like before. So, so that's a, a difficulty um, and a barrier to entry um, that is very apparent and, you know, in some cases, you might want to think about it from a perspective of race or... Um, but I think at the, at the core of it is just the humans and just how they understand uh, their system, the, the primal system of thinking just kind of works that way. Um, and obviously, as a result, it's much harder if you look different in any environment uh, to find success. Um, but you know, in, in the past, in the history of the world, there's always been outsiders that have been trying to change things and it's taken, it's been hard to do it, but eventually uh, things sort of crack. So I'm, I'm, I know it, I see it, I live it, um, but I'm not necessarily discouraged by it and I don't necessarily want to always ascribe certain um, variables to it that I'm not yet completely sure about. Thank you so much, David, for responding to that. Uh, and I'm sure some of our listeners uh, may identify with, uh, you know, who you are. Uh, will definitely appreciate he- hearing that perspective. Um, and one, uh, I mean, we're nearing the end of our conversation, but one thing that I wanted to ask, do you think that leadership now um, has changed from what it was in the past? Uh, I mean, I, COVID I, I think is more recent, but I think that over the years we have been seeing uh, some changes happening in many different fields and in many different industries. Uh, just looking at leadership uh, in general, do you think that there are any changes that uh, you have seen? And you know, if you can maybe point to one or two of those changes, and uh, do you think that you know leadership will continue to change, and in what direction do you think it's going to go? Of course. Um... Everything changes, so um, so there there is um, that's sort of an ism in in the sense that like nothing is really constant. I think it's much more challenging today to be a leader. Um, I'm thinking about sort of three main things. Um, <coughs> excuse me. The the first one is just that there is just so much more information in the world today. And there's so much more information that is not um, qualified. Uh, and by qualified, I, I don't, I'm not judging the, the um, uh, correctness or the wrongness of the information, but it, it does not have uh, people backing it. There's nobody standing in front of that information and saying, I stand by this. And there's also no um, methodology or thesis uh, of these things being presented as like, solid theories. So we are in an, in an age of information that is flowing at us, um, that you can't really go to the person that, that um, published that information and ask them questions, but also there's no ownership of that information. So leading in, in, in that era is just a little bit more difficult because maybe there's less accountability, there's more reaction, things move much faster. And there's just so much diversity of opinion that 
it's harder to get attention and it's harder to rally people um, on a certain truth, but it's also easier to, for people to be manipulated. Um, so just the, the, the overwhelming amount of information that is packaged in just crazy ways makes it harder to lead. Um, I think the second thing, which is maybe a, um, in some ways affiliated with what I just said is, uh, because of so much information, there's just so, so much more diversity of thought. Um, and diversity of thought is, is, is amazing uh, and it's great, but I think in some ways and in some places, there's also the value of thinking about the things that bring us together. So like think about like a family that has resources uh, or an organization that has resources there has to be certain levels of compromising to pick a path to uh, direct those resources towards like one big common thing and, and, and a certain compromise. And I, I think that sometimes once you have too much disparity in, in what is important, as a leader, you have a bit more work now to do, to like galvanize things around common beliefs and, and common things um, which in itself is not a bad thing, but it also means uh, that brain power, resources, time, uh, much more time is devoted to just galvanize people and convince people or find people that believe what you believe um, to have that sort of those power teams that then go and like really attack and, and, and do things. Um, and then the third is just... Um, I think technology is making things a little bit more less standard, which is a good thing. So we have working from home, uh, we have new inventions in technology that uh, like are speeding up how things are created. We um, so leaders have to now sort of rethink um, every aspect of communication every aspect of team building, every aspect of um, working together, uh, some of the sort of the common things that maybe in the past were easy to, to execute have just become a, a little bit more uh, complex. Um, so those are like the quick things I see that maybe make leadership uh, more critical and more important. But at the same time, maybe if you had a Swiss army knife that had like four things, maybe now you need 10 things. To, to to be more effective. Thank you so much, David. Wow, such an amazing uh, conversation that we have been having with you on uh, this podcast. And again, I don't want to take away from the things that you have said by adding too much <laughs> to it. So I'll just let the listeners um, you know, hear directly from you. Uh, as we are wrapping up our conversation, uh, do you have any last words that you would like to say to somebody who might be listening and aspiring to Maybe not necessarily step into your shoes, but step into a role of leadership. I, I, do you have any last words to to kind of share with the audience? Yeah, I think the the two things, or maybe three. I think the most important thing is just spending the time to really understand what drives you and pick an area in the world where you think you can make a change, um, and having the courage to go out and and try it out, um, so not to be intimidated or to to look down on self and third is uh, 
really incorporating the community so finding people uh, not being afraid to receive help to seek help um, to use or maybe leverage uh, people I feel like the biggest thing that I've learned is just there uh, when people talk about angels and all that stuff those are in the form of like people that look like us that step up to guide us and to direct us um, so those are like the, the things that come to mind quickly but I, I'm sure if we had 10 more hours I'll give you 10 more things thank you so much David you have said so many uh, wonderful things and I'm sure that there's so much uh, to be gleaned from this conversation even I uh, you know I wish I was taking notes but of course we had to listen to this recording again uh, after we speak uh, and again, thank you to our listeners and thank you so much to David Satena Tomuno. We'll provide you with more information should you want to contact him and, uh, you know, have, you know, more one-on-one conversations and kind of just uh, follow up on some things that may have resonated with you. Uh, and hopefully we'll have David back uh, on the show so we can kind of explore his journey. And as we mentioned, Journey Together is just a community where we have uh, people come on the show and talk about their different journeys. And you might be hearing a, a bit of background noise. Like I say, this is an unpolished podcast where we are just having real life conversations in real time with real people in real environments. So from us, thank you so much for tuning in, uh, sending love, sending strength, sending hope, and hopefully you're able to join us next time.